You're listening to the John Clark cast. And in this episode, I'm sitting down with licensed psychologist, Hillary Manzik. Um, Hillary is a, a therapist who has been through my fully booked training program and uh, just had killer results and really um, struck me as someone who would be great to be on this podcast to talk about uh, her experience and her results um, as uh, after joining fully booked and going through the program. So um, really fun episode. It's a short one kind of on purpose. It's just a very compact and concise episode. Uh, So that's always a good thing for you to get the information you're looking for. Um, And uh, without further ado, let's dive in. of getting fully booked if you're still struggling to build a fully booked private practice and to do it without all the overwhelm i would love to talk to you you can head to thejohnclark.com and just click on work with me right now thejohnclark.com and click on work with me Dr. Hillary Manzik is on the show with me today. Uh, Hillary is a licensed psychologist with a private practice in Cary, North Carolina, and she helps young families thrive. Maybe you can start right off the bat by just saying, what? Uh, how did you come up with that? And why is that important to you? Yeah, um, I think that's a good question. I was trying to figure out how to combine all of the things that were important to me into a niche that works and isn't too broad, but also kind of fits together. Um, And I have been working with children and families for my whole career, but then I had kids of my own and I was like, oh wow, new moms really need support and new dads and just new parents in general. So I expanded my work to include perinatal mental health. Um, So I offer now child therapy, parenting work. Um, I offer both groups and individual parenting consultations. And then um, I offer Uh, perinatal mental health. So that's therapy for new parents. And I do some testing, not a whole lot of that right now. Cool. How how did you go about, um, or how did you know when you had um, successfully kind of strike that balance between um, being super niche and being niche enough to get the results you want? Well, I think it was good feedback when I started getting calls on, um, in all the different areas of things that I do, I, you know, I feel like I have a good balance now. I don't think I could successfully see all child clients right now when I have a one and a four-year-old at home. So doing half that and half working with adults has just been awesome. And I'm, I feel like I'm getting calls across the board. So I feel like it must fit together (laughs) for people. Um, so yeah. What do you think it is about, uh, you and your brand that, compels people to reach out to you in particular? You know, a lot of people will tell me that they read the copy on my website and they just really saw themselves in what I was writing. Um, You know, I really tried to focus on their pain points, which Fully Booked helped me with that, um, you know, to really hone in on that and to not just try to say, here's what I do, but really here's where you need help and how we might fit together. And I think people really, I think that speaks to people. 
I think the other big thing is having the ability to book a free consultation without having to call me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get requests for consultation at like midnight, one in oh, the morning, yeah. 3 a.m. And I think that really, especially with new parents or, or, or a parent who's up at night worrying about their child, you don't want to have to call a therapist and hope they answer. Totally. So just totally. being able to schedule that has been, I think, really awesome for people. That's a huge one. I, I think people underestimate um, the value of uh, making it easy to get in touch um, and giving people options. So you might have a stressed out parent who's also at work and can't necessarily step away uh, to call, but they can book, you know, that initial consult and that, yeah, they're looking to be done with the chore itself of finding a therapist. It's hard enough as it is, right. but then when you have to play phone tag with a therapist for three and a half days, you your overwhelm increases. You might even lose your your drive to start therapy in the first place and go, oh, this is already too much work. Like it's a yeah. little worse from here. Right. And I talk to a lot of people who surprisingly will tell me, you know, thank you for calling me back. Yeah. You know, other people didn't call me back. And I'm thinking, <laughs> who are these therapists that are not calling people back? But you know, I think that's really important. And people I guess underestimate <laughs> that sometimes. Apparently they're out there because I've heard that I've heard that a lot <laughs> times along the way of like, I'm just so glad someone picked up the phone and I'm like, good grief. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a low bar, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I do try to call people back even when I'm like right now I'm pretty full and, um, you know, I'm trying to open up some more sessions because I'd like to be able to do that, but I'll still call people and have a consultation. I'll make a referral. Mm-hmm. I try to hold people's hand until I get them in the hands of someone that can help. So that way they're not just going back out into the ether when I can't help them. So talk about the hardest lessons you've learned in private practice and how you overcame them. Yeah, I think, well, the hardest lesson for me that I am still overcoming is the work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the one hand, I work two full days a week and I'm home with my kids the other days. And it's been awesome, but there's a lot to business ownership that is not when you're literally sitting face to face with clients. And when I, since I've got childcare only those two days, I really pack those days full. And then it's figuring out where I can fit all those other little tasks in. So I'm still figuring that out. I think, you know, I try to take advantage of nap time, but uh, you know, you've talked before about not checking your email around the clock and things like that. So I'm trying to have better boundaries. Um, I'm trying to make sure that I read a book for pleasure at night, you know, not something that is just, work related. So trying to actively, you know, set those boundaries, I think is the thing that's going to be the most helpful. It has been the most helpful and will be as I continue to figure that out. It's, it's about making the most of your time when you are working and, you know, getting the right things done. And I think some therapists who don't have a good idea of what they're even supposed to be working on, they right. they fill any free moment with some task because their head is full of shoulds, right? Of like, if I have 30 minutes before bed, I probably should check email. And then when you do that, right. someone has given you a task through that, which is I need this super bill or can you reschedule me or right. who knows what's going to, you know, what task will be waiting for you there. But, um, and then sometimes I think we're just, looking for someone to give us a task because we don't know what to work on. Right. So how do you manage yourself in that regard? How do you know what to work on next? Oh, that's a great question. And fully booked has also helped with that. I feel like I have a roadmap now and 
Like I was so anxious about social media when I first started my practice. I kind of hate social media, but I, I do it just to keep in touch with friends and family, but I, I don't love it. And I don't really want to be involved in it for my practice, but I felt like I have to get my brand name out there. And, you know, I fully booked has kind of taken the pressure off of that. Um, I know that that's not, you know, if I do need more clients, that's not where I need to put my energy. Mm -hmm. I know where I need to put my energy in. And to be completely honest, I have not yet run a Google ads campaign. I've worked on it, but I haven't needed to. Mm -hmm. Um, I really think that getting my website to where it needed to be was really that first step, but I know exactly what I need to do if I need to get more clients or if I open another day and I need to fill it. Um, So that's been helpful. The other thing is staying organized. You know, like I don't let notes go. I make sure that I do them after each session, um, you know, and try to stay focused and, you know, save 20 minutes at the end of the day to return phone calls and then, you know, close that book for the day. And that's, that's the hardest thing, but that's the most important. Totally drawing that line. Yeah. I think a lot of therapists are looking for almost permission to not do social media, <laughs> like permission just for <laughs> yes. someone to go, Hey, not only do you not need to do this, but actually you shouldn't do this. Uh, Cause there's a lot of other things that you need to do first um, or instead right. to, to, to get more clients. Right. And I think having that permission is just, it's really freeing mm. and it's really helpful because then you know that, you know, when I do have an hour or two here, I'm going to focus on my Google mm-hmm. ads. I'm going to focus on keeping my Google business profile updated, mm-hmm. you know, or writing a blog post. But see, that's the other thing. I was writing blog posts and I, I still have yet to get to the point where I'm doing a good lead magnet. So yeah. I feel like for me, I'm going to just chill out there and not put as much pressure on myself until I have a good group of people right. that I'm actually sending these posts to, right. <laughs> not just sending it out for my friends and family to read. So It's a matter of knowing why you're doing something. The, the, sometimes when we when we don't have a, a plan or a, a system, we just pull in parts of what could be part of the system. And then we're just doing those things. Right. So it's like, yeah, yeah you're just doing the blogging over here because you heard or someone said, or you heard in a podcast that you should do it. So you just start doing it and you expect yeah. that if I do that, I'll get results. So, and then even if you do somehow, like you do, do just blog your tail off and then start getting results, you actually don't know why you're getting results. So you can't, right. you can't, you can't replicate it. That. Yeah. You can't do more right. of it. Or at right. some point you also can't teach it. Or if someone said, Hey, how'd you, how'd you build a practice? You go, don't really know. I don't really know right. what to, 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 just got lucky. to. I just got lucky. <laughs> right. And, right. and I think a lot of therapists think it's, it's luck. Um, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, you know, I'm fully aware that a lot of my referrals have come from on the ground networking. Um, but I think having a website that converts is what really makes the difference between someone mm-hmm. contacting me or not. And the script for the initial phone call, I have to be honest, I have very few people not book. Mm-hmm. Um, when people call, they typically book. I've had maybe three people say, you know what, I really have to use my intern. And so then I'll refer out. Mm-hmm. But I really think that when you use that script to engage them and help them understand exactly how you can help them. People want to work with you. Mm -hmm. And I've had people, you know, I see kids and I don't keep evening hours, but I have people, you know, okay, I'll take my kid out of school. Um, I, you know, they don't, I don't work with their insurance. Okay. I'll make it work because I think when you really can engage people in that 15 minutes, because that's the other thing, if you don't know what you're doing in that 15 minutes, why are you offering it? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, they get someone on the phone and they're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I've got them on the phone. Now what? Yeah. And if you don't take the lead in that call, clients will just start talking or they'll just 
frees up because they, they don't know what you need to know in order to help them or to make that call, uh, you know, successful. There's also a lot of people who've never had therapy before at all. And so when we don't provide them some structure right off the bat, it also sets the stage really poorly for the rest of the clinical work. Right. Right. Yeah. We got to give them that frame from the beginning. And I find that people really are grateful for that. They are. And, and, and therapists fear being too, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, too um, directive, right? That was always the word they used <laughs> when I was in graduate right. school. That's like the biggest fear of every therapist. But it's not right. it's not directive, right? It's, it's not. I think it's just it's giving people a frame and giving them some parameters to know, you know, what to expect. I was trained in a very psychodynamic um program and I still conceptualize all of my cases that way but yeah we were kind of taught to be blank slates but we also were taught you have to establish the frame for therapy you have to set boundaries um, and and you have to let clients know what to expect if you don't then you know it can be a really meandering process that doesn't really have any direction it's anxiety producing for both the client and therapist because neither of you really know where this is going and therapy is already um can be uh, this kind of arbitrary, this kind of abstract process, you know, of working with one's thoughts and feelings and why is my kid struggling? Well, it's complicated, you know, there's a lot of, a lot going on, but to bring just enough structure is really the balance of therapy, right? Where it goes in between, let's say, evidence-based, you know, approaches to therapy and doing what we know works and also um, kind of the art of therapy, which... I think it's right. It's good to appreciate both. Right. And we know that the relationship is one of the biggest healing factors. And that is something you can't always quantify. But I think providing some structure that makes people feel safe and that contributes to that relationship that is healing for people. Absolutely. What else what else has helped uh, along the way? And what do you what do you wish you had known um, previously? Um, I, I wish I had had the roadmap to help me prioritize what to focus on initially um, because that has been so helpful just to know when I do have time to work on my business what do I need to do what do I need to work on and what can I let go of Um, it's very parallel to what I try to do with parents when they come in for parenting work you know I have a lot of parents who think that they have to do all of these things and actually a lot of those things are things we can let go of and here's the things that we do want to be focused on here's the things that do matter so i think that has been just invaluable um and you know knowing that even though i haven't gotten through everything i knew exactly where i'm at and what i need to do mm-hmm. it's a great parallel because your business is your baby right <laughs> a <Yes>. lot of <laughs> therapists say that or business owners of any kind say that and it is hard to wrestle with that feeling of, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right things? Is the future of my baby going to be okay? Which is really what right. everyone is wondering um, in absolutely. either scenario. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And um, just like in parenting, I think it's true in business ownership. You need to be good enough. You need to be doing mm. the right things. You're not going to do it perfectly. You're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Uh, I um, got caught up in shiny object syndrome in the beginning, even mm. though I had guidance to know that was going to come. But I was like, well, I should offer to do this and I should agree to do everything someone asked me to do. I'll lead this group and this group. And uh, I found myself overwhelmed and now kind of backing away from some of those commitments because 
I didn't need them to get full. It wasn't the right place to apply energy. And I have to prioritize where I can actually do those extra things because I don't have time to do all of them or energy. So how did you resist shiny object syndrome and how do you continue to resist it now? It's a great question. Um, <laughs> I think I... I mean, part of it has been backtracking, you know, that I yeah. agreed to do some things that now I'm kind of like, okay, um, you know, there was a group that a colleague and I marketed and marketed and it didn't take off, unfortunately, but I was able to say, okay, I can't keep marketing this group at this mm -hmm. point. I need to focus on other things. So, um, you know, and then in terms of trainings, I have a broad enough niche. It's, I mean, it's defined, but I have all these different areas where I could do training. So I've had to really say, okay, next year. I'll deal with that next year. I have what I need for now. Um, yeah, but it's really focusing also on what do I want my schedule to look like? Do I really want to have multiple evenings a week where I'm not getting time to relax and replenish where I'm out doing a group or teaching a class? So I've had to really think about, okay, is this going to contribute to my well-being? Probably not. And if I'm not well, my clients can't be. Totally. So, yeah, the cure to shiny object syndrome is almost always letting go yep. of something, which is the opposite of our nature, which is to hold on tightly <laughs> to a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Or if you're a therapist, to try to help everyone, please everyone, even at the expense yes. of yourself and your family. Right. And I think sometimes we're going to do that. And I yeah. think it's just recognizing when that happens, okay, I need to pull back. I need to let go of some things well, and being able to do that. If you if you're in a sprint in your business and you know it's a sprint and you go you know for this the next three months I'm doing a lot of workshops I'm doing mm -hmm. you know what I mean I'm planting a lot of seeds or whatever it is I'm getting EMDR certified then great like do that and do it intentionally and tell your family or get the right. <laughs> get the support of right. your family um, don't just do that all the time without any consciousness right right, right. Yeah. and that has been my last my last two months, I, uh, two really wonderful and important trainings, four days and then three days yeah. and, um, talks and workshops. And so it has been a little bit crazy. And I think that has caused me to reflect again and say, okay, now I need to, after this is over, take a little bit of a breather. Very cool. I told you at the beginning or before we started recording that, um, when I talked to you and when you joined fully booked, you struck me as a therapist who, who gets stuff done who um, takes in information and gets stuff done and also doesn't allow yourself to get too overwhelmed or at least to not stay in that state of overwhelm kind of chronically. Um, right. Do, do you feel like that's true? And if so, um, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I do feel like that's true for the most part. Honestly, I think graduate school <laughs> prepared me well for that. <laughs> But, um, you know, and I did it twice. I, I was a glutton for punishment. But, um, yeah, I think the other piece is just, you know, when you can prioritize what it is that you need to work on, that helps you really dive in. I think sometimes we get stuck in a state of overwhelm when we don't know what we should be prioritizing. And so we have all of these things floating around and we just get paralyzed and we don't do any of them because we're like, I don't even know if this is going to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling stuck and frustrated. So if you know that the things that you're going to do are actually going to help you meet your goals as a business owner, then, um, or as a therapist, you know, clinically, it actually motivates you to 
get them done. It's a lot like what we do for our clients, mm-hmm. right? We help them, they come in overwhelmed and we help them prioritize what's really important to work on and what what's important to work on first. Or usually that's symptom reduction, but you know, how can we help you feel more stable and able to do your life? And then we can get into some of the other things that you want to work on. And I think it's very similar when you're a business owner. So for me, you know, having the ability to say, okay, I'm going to invest in some help in figuring out what I need to do. I'm going to do the fully booked program and I'm going to make that investment back once I know that I have systems for my business and processes. Awesome. What's the, uh, as we wrap up here, what's the one piece of advice you you wish every therapist uh, could hear right now? Um, I think, yeah, right. (laughs) Um, No, I, I think though, what I would say is you really have to look at what you want out of your business, Mm -hmm. um, what your other demands are, you know, in terms of your family financially, um, in terms of how, what you need to feel good and do your work and then set up your business accordingly. Don't set up your business according to what you think needs to happen. So if you're going to take insurance, make it a really conscious choice. Um, I think a lot of people go in thinking that they have to get on every panel just to get clients. And that is absolutely not the case. Um, You know, I have thought about getting on one panel just to increase access to care in North Carolina. It's Blue Cross Blue Shield. You know, they have a lot of a lot of people in North Carolina have that insurance. But that would be a conscious choice for that reason and not because I need it to get clients. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think set your hours according to what works for you. Don't feel like you have to work into the evening just to give people access to care. They will figure it out. So whatever you Mm -hmm. need to to do your work well, set up your business that way instead of working backwards from, oh, no, I committed to all these things or I set up this business that is overwhelming me Mm -hmm. and now I have to scale back. Awesome. Great advice. Hillary, this has been fun and really, really helpful, really informative. Um, tell folks uh, how they can uh, find out more about you. And then, of course, uh, we'll, of course, put any links uh, to that in the show notes. Sure. Yeah. My website is just my name. It's uh, hillarymanzik.com. And I'm going to spell that for you because it's <laughs> kind of a confusing one. So it's Hillary with one L, which is H-I-L-A-R-Y. And Manzik is M-A-N-D-Z-I-K. So it's hillarymanzik.com. And um, I do telehealth throughout North Carolina. Great. So if anyone in North Carolina is listening, I can, you can book a free phone consultation and do telehealth from anywhere in the state. Excellent. And in Virginia, actually. Oh, so, there you go. For yeah. my home state. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Hillary. I appreciate it so much and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As always, do me a big favor as a uh, supporter and listener of the show, rate, review, and subscribe it, and please share your favorite episode with a friend or seven. Uh, That really helps me keep the show moving forward and providing great value to you. Um, Otherwise, if I can help you build a fully booked private practice, head to thejohnclark.com and click on work with me. That's thejohnclark.com. Click on work with me. Hope you have a great week. Keep doing great work out there in the world. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you very soon. Cheers. Cheers.